everybody. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Plant Medicine, Cannabis, Psychedelics, and Pharmaceutics. I am your host, Dr. Lola, also known as Dr. Hulk, a clinical pharmacist and a founder of WCI Health, your alternative health and wellness talk. At WCI Health, we help you level up on your wellness journey using the healing powers of plant medicine and education as tools. Having said that, I am so excited today to have this guest with me, Dana Harvey. Dana is uh, somebody I met on Clubhouse probably about a year ago. I've been to our club. She is the founder of Flourish Academy. She is a psychedelic guide. And in fact, she is just an amazing soul. So I'm so excited to see, finally see her face. I mean, when you are on that club, you don't get to see people, but now I get to see a beautiful face. Dana, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for hosting me, Dr. O. And, and like you, I'm just so excited to be able to see you and feel your energy. And it's, uh, it's a little bit more wholesome than just the audio of, of Clubhouse. You are, you are a great spirit. You are a great spirit. Talk to us, Dana, about Psychedelic Guide. I mean, you are a guide. How did you even get into uh, being a, a Psychedelic Guide? Talk to us. Mm, yeah, interesting story. So my, um, I, I first experienced plant medicines in my youth when I was, you know, in a teenager, and this was not in an intentional therapeutic way at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is purely recreational. Don't um, we all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not saying there's anything wrong with that, but definitely a different way of experiencing the beauty and the magic of these plant medicines. And in, in my in my later years, I had the opportunity to have some uh, therapeutic use and intentional use and experience some really profound um, insights and shifts in my life as a result. And then parallel to whatever personal experiences I had going on, I was growing a 30 plus year career in global corporate communications. Uh-huh. And I specialized in, in uh offering my services to emerging industries and new technologies. So it made sense from a corporate side for me to be recruited into what was the emerging industry side of psychedelics and plant medicines, where I was CCO and head of investor relations for Numinous Wellness, which is one of the leading publicly traded companies. Um, So that was a great experience opportunity to marry together my own personal transformations and experience with really learning the science, the research, the history, everything behind these plant medicines that make them so transformative and so magical and use that opportunity to educate people and and work with destigmatization. Yeah, awesome. So how did you go from, because I know Luminous, Luminous is one of the companies that we follow on uh, Psychedelic Profit. I am uh, uh, also our co-host uh, with Bruno on Psychedelic Profit. I'm sure you know about that. So how do you go from this corporate world of the psychedelics? <laughs> I mean, Luminous is not a, a minor name to yeah. being on your home, starting a Flourish Academy. Talk to our guest. Uh, talk to us about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a good question. So it was uh, listening to the plants, actually, listening to the plant medicine speak to me. I had a, a really profound experience where I, and you probably hear this a lot with plant medicines and psychedelics, you can get like such a download sometimes. It's just like, wow, 
this is not what I'm meant to be doing. I'm not meant to be right now at this 40,000 foot level. I want to bring loving guidance, share evidence-based knowledge and build supportive communities because I think that that is what is so needed and important. And uh, I want to marry my, uh, my, my knowledge with my coaching and mentoring skills that I've developed over 20 years. And um, it was such a smack in the face download. I was really ready to come out of that experience and go and resign the next day, but I did the right thing. And, you know, took some time for integration, talked to my business coaches, my mentors, my personal friends and family. And uh, about six weeks later, I resigned and dove deep into lots and lots and lots of training. I was really blessed enough to have a a, a kind of renowned uh, psychedelic therapist in Vancouver who took me under his wing, allowed me to apprentice with him, to learn firsthand about Uh, serving. uh, I'm going to come in uh, right quick. When you talk about uh, talking to uh, family members, I mean, (laughs) that is another role by itself. I'm telling you, how do you go from uh, being in a corporate world to now telling your family member, okay, okay, folks, here is what's up. I'm leaving this stable <laughs> job <laughs> that we got going on here. Certainty, pay bills got to be paid here. And I'm yeah. going to this world of psychedelics. And when you know the stigma, the negative stigma that has been uh, attached to the psychedelic space, especially when you're talking about Larry and Timothy uh, and uh, Apache, these are major areas in our common society where people have been like, oh, that is a no-go zone. That is drug. How do you even relate that to your family member? Talk to us about that. Yeah, with in- some interesting conversations, I would say, and an interesting experience for me too, like really leap of faith, stepping away from what I'd built for over 30 years as a career, the financial stability, how much of my ego was was in my my position there um real leap of faith but thankfully with my family they're they're used to me doing crazy things that is amazing my family will be like are you kidding me right here anyway let's let that brings us to uh to the next topic on my agenda which is flourish academy i've been in your club that is a powerful place where you guys teach about women's health and wellness in association with psychedelic profit. You talk about microdosing, trip setting. What brought you, what, what brought you into setting up that uh, club? By the way, folks, Flourish Academy, they have over a thousand people that comes into that space every day, like four, ta- four, four times a week, correct? Yeah, three you times and that. then a, a bonus fourth day. Yeah, four times (laughs) a week, and they have over a thousand people. And that was a a platform that Dana and our co-hosts were able to start within such a short time. I mean, uh, Clubhouse started probably about a year ago. So talk to us about that. What what made you decide to start that club? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, when when I decided to be offering my own services. I had three pillars that I I mentioned that I thought were really important, which was to provide loving guidance, to share evidence-based knowledge, and to cultivate supportive community. I think community is so critical. It's something that we have really lost in our individualized uh, societies. And it's, I think, in, in this field of plant medicine, it's 
it's critically important because like you were saying, you can't always talk to your family and your friends about your experiences and what you're interested in and what you're learning. Um, so I found Clubhouse to be an awesome opportunity to bring together the loving guidance through our open forum, share and care integration style rooms and the evidence-based knowledge through the the high caliber guest speakers that we bring in to share yeah, research yeah. and history. And I and have been that. one of those speakers that have been privileged to be in that club. I want to go to the next uh, topic, which is uh, you as a psychedelic guy. Talk to us. How, what does, what is the job of a psychedelic guy? For an average person sitting at home, Wondering, okay, the last time I heard psychedelic was a drug that we should not just say no to these drugs. They are still locked up, folks. This medicine are still locked up in what I call the jail of man. We have mm. uh, psilocybin, DMT, ayahuasca. They're still in uh, schedule one. Schedule one, what does schedule one mean? Schedule one drugs means there is no chance under the planet where this can be, be medicine. We're talking about cannabis, uh, psilocybin, ayahuasca, mescaline. These are in schedule one. That means it's the most dangerous drug or plant on the planet. I mean, how do you even comprehend? How do you even mm. comprehend that? We even have the serotonin that we have in this uh, magic mushroom in this DMT. They are synonymous to the chemicals that we have in our antidepressant uh, medicine, like our cetraline, our Zoloft. These are the same similar chemicals that we already have naturally in our body. But unfortunately, the power that be, we have them locked up in the prison of man. That's what I call them. So for average person sitting at home wondering, uh-oh, what are you guys talking about here? Mm. How do you even explain what being a psychedelic guide is to them? Talk to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, first of all, it's such a good point. The prison of man is, is slowly but surely opening up. And that prison of man really came down with the war on drugs in the 1970s and, uh, and also racial discrimination. Um, so these are unwarrantedly being scheduled one in the states however i mean the government has used these medicines themselves there have been thousands and thousands of clinical trials with positive results before the war on drugs came down and shut them down so i'm very pleased to be watching and seeing um, i think within the next two years joe biden has said that many of these psychedelic medicines are going to be readily legally available i'm up here in canada where already cannabis is federally legal for recreational and medicinal use um, here in vancouver bc there are 10 I think open mushroom psilocybin dispensaries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know that, uh, yeah, even though we are slow and steady like a snail, we are get gradually working towards our goal. The, the lies has been spread for so long. Mm -hmm. An average person at home that doesn't even understand that these are uh, medicine, this have botanical uh, properties. A lot of our conventional medicine were originally derived from herbs anyway. I was mm -hmm. raised in the indigenous home where we use this plant as wellness tools. So for those folks that don't know, how do you explain to them that, okay, as a guide, this is what I help you to do. Talk to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 
what I do is I work with people who have basically read the headlines that I used to write <laughs> about how these, these uh, sacred plant medicines can be really beneficial for a, a number of different um, ailments, diseases, I suppose. And uh, they have decided that they want, they are going to use, they're going to use these medicines. They've already made that decision but they may not know how to do that in a safe way, in a transformational way, in a supportive way. So I'm not encouraging anybody to use illegal substances, but I work with people who've already decided that they're going to. And then I either help them to understand what microdosing is, taking these small subperceptual doses on Love a regular you, schedule. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, the macro journeys where they're going to take a larger dose of something. I would work with them for a number of sessions before they would be sitting with the medicine to really help them understand, to gain knowledge as to what they're getting into, to gain knowledge about safety, to gain knowledge about how to make that this transformation. That brings me to that word you just mentioned, Dana, microdosing and macrodosing. What, mm-hmm. what is that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, for so, me, say like I'm coming to you. I have never been on a journey. I have never mm-hmm. tried psychedelic medicine or the plant. And I'm hearing the word microdosing, macrodosing. What are the difference between those? Okay. So macrodosing is when you take a large, uh, a larger dose of a psychedelic or plant medicine, and you are going to experience hallucinations and actually have what, what you've talked about is a journey and very often very profound experiences, profound insights, major shifts in perspectives. This is what you are mostly reading about when you're hearing about the transformational potential of psychedelics too. Like so when what you're is, uh, of, that yeah. is macrodosing, correct? That's macrodosing. What about microdosing? Microdosing is taking one-tenth to one-twentieth of the dosage of a journey. Um, and so it's sub-perceptual. So you will not hallucinate. You will not get high. You will not feel like you've had three glasses of wine. You most likely will feel nothing. But this works at a very sub-perceptual level over the course of time, maybe two or three months on a specific protocol, which is usually one or two days on of dosing yeah. and then a couple of days off. And these are, are, are shifts that happen over a course of time and much more subtle. And so these are things kind you can go like to work, a- Terry, Kind of like a salt, kind of like putting a little bit of salt into maybe a soup. You, it's not a little, uh, a little bit mm. of a sprinkle of salt goes a long way. Am I yeah. getting it right? Yeah, is, is kind that, of. Is that kind an analogy? Like that. Anyway, uh, I know that when you look at the science community and the indigenous uh, the people like you that goes the indigenous route, the science community. Right now, we do not have evidence yet to show that microdosing works. But because when you look at the downstream, we call it downstream, we don't have that data to support it yet. But people like you, there are a lot of people out there that are giving testimony of the fact that this uh, way of uh, leveling up our wellness is working for them. I mean, that is why we need clinical studies. We need clinical studies. We don't have to put this plant in the jail of men anymore. Let's try it out. Let's see. That brings me uh, to uh, to the next question, Dana. 
I know that you uh, you just started a new uh, group called Sister in Psychedelics. Talk to us about that uh, that program. Oh, absolutely. So uplifting, elevating women has always been a passion of mine. I have had a nonprofit called the Women's Collaborative Hub for a number of years that elevates the unsung women heroes in our community. So this is marrying together a passion of mine of uplifting women along with Uh, the psychedelics and the plant medicine side. So Sisters in Psychedelics uh, provides a platform and a community for people to come together to elevate the divine feminine and other underrepresented voices within the realm of psychedelics. So it's kind of threefold. The one is women have sat in sacred circle together since the beginning of time, sharing the female experience that we have that is unique. We need this more than ever in today's culture, society, and in the plant medicine world. So this is a safe space for women on one side. Elevating and uplifting the voices and the perspectives of women in the more of the, uh, the psychedelic ecosystem is critically important too, as this comes out as an industry and we have an opportunity to have our voices and our perspectives heard. Women have played critical roles in this since, again, the beginning of time, but since we've come through to the Western world, you don't hear about all of the contributions. So we are elevating that. And the yeah. third is providing women with the confidence to speak up, to share the work that they're doing, to talk yeah. out about what yeah. they're doing. So we're culminating in our first ever uh, Sisters in Psychedelic yeah. Summit. That summit. In, uh, I, yeah. and when is the summit coming up again? So the summit is on September 10th. It's live in Vancouver, Canada. It's also live streamed for free globally so that everybody can have access. It's open to all genders, and yet it features uniquely all female presenters and speakers. And that's the underground, the above ground, investment side, the executive side, the medicine woman side. Oh, it's a does fantastic that mean that, uh, Do people have to subscribe uh, to, the, to the group? How does the group work? Yeah, if you want to come to the summit, it's simple. It's on an Eventbrite. I think you'll probably have links up for that. Yeah, we will be having a link. We will be having a link. Go ahead and tell us about it, but we will have a link uh, to our show note for that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to join Sisters in Psychedelics as an organization, I would encourage you to go to our website, which is sistersinpsychedelics.org and sign up for our mailing list. That will keep you in the loop of all our events and our membership platform. Okay. And then for the event, I suggest Eventbrite is. Uh, I had a question. Yeah. Okay. I have another question for you. When you earlier you were talking about women empowerment and the fact that a lot of the time we women we tend to be on the back burner, we tend to be uh, behind, but we really are powerful, and we need to uh, make our our voices. Uh, how do you, how does psychedelics and empowerment, how do they go, do they go hand in hand? How does those work together? Mm, that's a good question. I, I, I'll answer it in twofold. First of all, I feel that the power of plant medicines is divinely feminine. If you look at the flow, um, the way it interweaves and, and, and has like not a, not a start and a productivity and an end, which is classically, Um, defined as more of a masculine type energy. This has more of a female type energy. So I think it's a beautiful (laughs) place for us to elevate and raise ourselves. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then on secondary on um, 
on the sort of psychedelic industry side is just so critical. We looked at, for example, uh, psychedelic conferences around the world over the past few years, and the average ratio of male to female presenters is eight to one. I love you for saying that, Dana. I mean, seriously, I mean, I look at some of these conferences and I'm like, seriously, when you, especially when you're talking about plant medicine, this is a medicine that's supposed to help us wellness and bring us together. But I'm noticing it's even becoming, especially psychedelic space, it's even becoming more segregated than even the cannabis space. You look at these conferences, sometimes you barely even see one more than one woman, not to talk of, don't even get me started on the uh, black indigenous people of color. And we here on Lester Plant Medicine, we are all about everybody, but at the same time, representation matters. What do you think we can do to, uh, to really raise more? I know you're doing something great with the sisters in psychedelics, But at the same time, we don't have to just be relegated to our own group alone. This world is men and women. God created you them. (laughs) Yeah. What what else do you think we can do to make our voices heard? Me personally, I'm of that, that I believe that I'm not boycotting any platform. If you are not sitting at that table, you become the dinner. You become the dessert. You, you are just the food. The first cause, the second cause, the dinner. How, how is our voice going to be heard if we are not at the table? So what else do you think we can so do? True. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so two, twofold. One is with this conference that we're having, we're going to rise up the voices. And then our longer term goal is balance, right? So for these conference organizers that I've spoken to, they said they can't find women. They all said, we know, we know, but we can't find them. So number one, now you can, because you come to Sisters in Psychedelics and we will set you up, not with your token female, but with experts who happen to be females to sit at your table with you. So I don't want to hear that excuse anymore from conference organizers. And secondly, the second thing that feedback that I heard was, well, we asked the women, but they said no. And this is a classic uh, they didn't ask you. Yeah, you're right. Awesome to you. Classic issue with women thinking like, oh, me, my voice is what I'm doing important. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can say that. I'm not comfortable. So we want to give women the confidence to say yes, to sit at that table like you're talking about. Like, yes, pull up your chair. Just say yes. Just go. And you have got your sisters behind you that are going to be cheerleading and Absolutely. pushing you up there too. You're hearing it, sisters. You do not have to know everything. Just go out there and give your mid-widow's might goes a long, long way. I got one more question for you, Dana. Uh, what are some of, uh, uh, what, some of the things you have taken away from the listeners to your clubhouse? You know, I mean, like I said, the clubhouse uh, is been there for over a year now. You guys uh, do the trip setting room, the microdosing room guide room, a whole bunch of, what are, what are some of the uh, advice, some of the great things that you have taken from that room? Mm, the, the greatest thing that I've taken is the community there that comes back week after week and continues to grow. And that calls the Flourish Academy, their family, 
because we have had our rooms at 8 a.m. Pacific, we have people who have completely changed their lifestyle to set their alarm clocks early to come up and join the family. So again, I just think community is critical and having that open, safe space to talk about these things. Um, and then, you know, I'm so grateful for all the experts and the guest speakers that we have in to, to provide the education and the, and the evidence-based knowledge. But I think the community is the most important part. And education is definitely going to be the key. That is part of what uh, we are doing. You are an educator. I am an educator. I do uh, cannabis psychedelic education. I'm just uh, wrapping up my ketamine as medicine uh, masterclass for caregivers. And when we talk about caregivers, caregivers is not just a clinical pharmacist, a physician, or a nurse uh, practitioner. You, Dana, are a psychedelic guy. You are a caregiver. Even you are home, when you are taking care of somebody else, or even yourself, you are a caregiver. So we are all a caregivers, either of ourselves or of somebody. My final question are for you, Dana. What is your advice to our audience that are new to this space, that some of these things that we are talking about are like foreign to them and they want to know more. What is your advice for people that might want to know more about this psychedelic journey in other areas of my education? I tend to say people start low, go slow. When it comes to psychedelic, what would be your advice for people that are new to this space? And I know psychedelics is not legal, uh, at least federally legal yet, we are getting there. Oregon is uh, making uh, ways. So for people that want to at least start learning about it, what is your advice to them? Mm -hmm. Well, we share that philosophy of start low, go slow. Absolutely. My second advice is find community. If you're new to this, find community where you can learn and you can share stories. You can be witnessed. You can ask and answer, ask your questions and have them answered. And of course, my advice is join us on the, the Flourish Academy on Clubhouse for that kind of community. But um, don't go it alone. Get, get support, get support, yes. get people around you. That's I love that. Love it, love it, love it. Then uh, finally, where can we find you? Where can our, our audience find you? And like I said, we will put all those information in our show notes. Where can we find you? Absolutely. Please find me at sistersinpsychedelics.org and theflourishacademy.org. Through that, you can find me. My active social channels are uh, LinkedIn and Instagram. And then find me on, on Clubhouse, 8 a.m. Wednesday to Friday. I'm always there. <laughs> awesome, awesome. That's our show today, folks. If you are yet to pick my book, A Pharmacy's Guide to Cannabis, Perspective of a Non-Conforming Clinician, go grab your copy right now. You can get it on Amazon or wci-health.com. Having said that, that is our show for today. Find all of the past episodes on cannabisradio.com or wci-health.com. Please rate this show and give us a star. Five star is what we are shooting for. And you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Plus, find the show on hi Radio, on Amazon Music, on Google, and of course, on my website, wci-health.com, or wherever you find uh, you listen to your podcast. And... Follow me on social on IGWCI 
health 19 and on linkedin i'm dr lola ohamba and until next time folks remember health is equals wealth bye for now bye guys Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.